0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Morning with 11 Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me this morning. Welcome to December. Man, I tell you, I might keep saying this, but this year it's just flown by, and we are now in December. Well, praise God, it's an awesome month, because it's a month when the world really focuses on Jesus. As believers, though, we should be focusing on Jesus all the time, 24-7. But let's take this opportunity where people are focusing more on Jesus, even if they don't quite understand everything, to tell them about our Lord and Savior and make sure they understand who this Jesus is. And as a matter of fact, we're going to talk about that today. Who is Jesus? And before we start today's message, I want to give a few thank yous here. We just came out of Thanksgiving and we had an incredible day on Thanksgiving Day. We served 550 plus here on campus, as well as out in the community. And we had about a 100 volunteers. And I believe this was our best group yet on Thanksgiving Day. Taking nothing away from all the other groups, but this group was just, oh man, they were just so great, so com- filled with compassion, ready to serve anyway, and just, you know, just loving on people. And it was just incredible. Incredible day. People saw the goodness of God and knew that 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 delicious meal was because God loves them and he provided that for them. And so I just want to say thank you and thank you to all those who helped contribute to this. Ridgecrest Baptist, always a wonderful blessing to us. I always want to help us throughout the holidays, Thanksgiving and well into December. And want to thank Ben E. Keith, just an awesome company and Covenant United Methodist, uh, a blessing to us on this outreach. Many individuals, one woman, purchased all of our dressing for us and I mean what an amazing blessing that was and just so many people gave brought desserts and homemade as well as store-bought and it was just incredible when the body of Christ comes together and works together for one thing to lift high the name of Jesus and that happened and just want to just again say thank you to everybody whether I mentioned your name or not thank you you know who you are And just pray God's blessing upon each one of you. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, today we're going to talk about who is Jesus. But before we get into that discussion, that study, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, we want to thank you. God, we have so much to be thankful for, and most of all, that we're loved by you. God, even though we're not deserving of your love. You love us anyway. Loved us so much that you sent your son Jesus to pay the price for our sins. It's as if we never sinned. You paid that kind of price for us, Jesus. It's like you lived our sinful lives, even though you never did sin. You never sinned. You lived a perfect life. But you took all that sin for us. So we can be made righteous because of your righteousness. And we can come before our holy and righteous God and be accepted and be loved as children of God. So, Father, I just want to thank you for that. Lord, you're just so awesome and so amazing. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for rising again. And I pray today that anyone listening to today's broadcast who doesn't know you, Jesus, as their Lord and Savior, I pray today is going to be their day when they call out to you and say, Jesus, I'm ready. Forgive me. I want to be yours. You be mine. I give my life to you. Lord, I pray today is that day. Holy Spirit, open up the hearts to your gospel today. Open up the eyes of their hearts to your gospel. Lord, just continue to draw them in, Father God. Holy Spirit, continue to convict and just continue to show them, Jesus, what you've done for each and every one of us. And Father, for those who are listening, who are born again, who are believers in you, I pray we'll be true followers of you and tell others about you and make disciples as you command us to, Lord. And what an incredible and awesome life that is when we are obedient to you. And so, Lord, just want to thank you for this time to share your word on the radio. I know people are listening on apps, on their phones. People are listening on the World Wide Web. And just want to thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the joy of pray your blessings upon that incredible ministry. So, Father, we just want to again say thank you. We love you. We praise you, and it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let me ask you a question this morning. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? We often ask that question to people and hear the response. You know where a person is spiritually by their response to that question. Who is Jesus to me? Well, let's talk about that this morning. We're going to look at a lot of scripture. So if you're able to have a Bible with you, I encourage you to follow along, take notes. You can go back and look at the scripture. If you're driving, just listen in. But if you want to go back and catch the scripture that we are going over, you can listen to the podcast because I will post this on the Love in Action podcast as well. And you can find the Love in Action podcast at pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Audible, Spotify, wherever you listen to it. You can check it out and it'll be posted later this week. So who is Jesus? Well, right off the bat, let's talk about him being the son of God because that's who he is. Jesus is the son of God. And let's talk about that for a moment because sometimes that uh, creates some confusion for folks because they're like, okay, how can he be the son of God? You have people who think that God has a wife and they had a baby and one religion, one cult teaches that God had many children and this Jesus said, hey, I'll volunteer to go down there and do that which is totally false totally incorrect nothing biblical about that at all jesus is not the son of god in the sense of a way we think about a human father and son right where a man and a woman come together sexually and they have a child that's not what happens here that's not how jesus is the son of god god doesn't have a wife and therefore didn't have a son that way there wasn't any kind of relationship with mary that way either the son of God, Jesus. He's God's son in the sense that he is God. Jesus is God and made manifest in human form. Jesus is God in human flesh. John chapter one, verse one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So you see in the beginning, Jesus was there. The Trinity can be a complex issue to talk about, and one day we'll we'll talk about that on, on here on Sunday morning of love and action, but we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and we see in John chapter one verse fourteen, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is God's Son in that he was conceived in Mary by the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 1, verse 35 declares, The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. That's a mind-blowing concept there, right? What God did there, it's, just, it's hard for the human mind to understand. And I don't pretend to know how God does everything. Because God's way, his level is way, way higher than mine and anybody else in this world. The Bible tells us his ways and his thoughts are so much higher than ours. So one thing about, and people struggle with this, one thing about living this Christian life is you got to have faith. When we have faith, it doesn't mean we always understand everything that God does on an intellectual basis because we're incapable of it. I mean, who out there is smart enough and powerful enough, creative enough to create a world like we live in and everything that's within it and the, the stars and the planets, the moon, everything. And God just breathed that out. Um, yeah. So nobody's capable of that. Nobody is as wise as God to be able to figure out how to do all that. So you have to have an understanding that you're not going to understand everything. And it's called faith. And we cannot please God without faith. The word of God tells us that. And when we look at his disciples, at first they they followed him. He said, follow me. So they did. They didn't know exactly what they were getting into, but they believed, you know, this guy might be the Messiah. And then they realized he is the Messiah. Peter shows that and tells us that in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. Peter knew. He had that moment where he said, okay, I know who you are. Simon Peter answered. He said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So Peter had that revelation. He had that realization that Jesus truly is the Messiah. He truly is the Son of God. He tells us that in Matthew 16. During Jesus' trial before the Jewish leaders, the high priest demanded of Jesus in Matthew chapter 26, verse 63, I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him in verse 64, You have said it yourself. Nevertheless, I tell you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. So Jesus, he makes a lot of declarations of being divine, of his divinity, because he was fully man and he was fully God at the same time. And he was sinless. He did not commit sin. And that's why he was the perfect lamb to be sacrificed for our sins. And as I just mentioned, we know Jesus was in the, the beginning of this earth. God, there's no beginning or end to God. God always is, always has been, always will be. He is infinite. Again, another concept that's mind-blowing to us because we, all we know is beginning and end. Well, God is infinite, and he's always been. But we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Who was God talking to? Who was he talking about, our? Because God was creating the earth, right? Our image. And as you get into the creation of the earth, you see that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit all had parts to play in the creation of this world that we live in and the creation of man and woman. But again, back to John 1, We're going to read verses 1 through 5 this time. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus Has always been here. Jesus is the Son of God, yet he's God. Jesus came to save us, came to pay that price for us, but he came as the Son of God, fully God, fully man. Uh, As we just read there at the end of John 1, uh, verse 5, talked about he was the light. Jesus is the light of this world. This world is so dark, isn't it? There's so much darkness out there. But when the light of Jesus comes in and exposes the sin, the darkness has to flee. And that's what happens in our lives. When I came to Jesus and I asked him to forgive me, and I asked him to be my Lord, to be my Savior, when I surrendered my life to him, the darkness that was in my life had to go. That darkness is sin. And that sin had to go. I hadn't been perfect since then. No stretch of the imagination have I been. But at that moment... God forgave me. Cleanse me of all my sins. And at that moment Jesus says, Follow me. And so that's what I've been doing ever since nineteen eighty nine. Following Jesus. And man, I I can look at Peter and it's it's easy to pick on him. Uh guess it seemed like he was always messing up. Man, I've messed up more than than Peter did, I'm sure. But you know what? Jesus is my savior, he is my Lord, he is my king, he is my high priest. He's my everything. And he, he picks me up and says, all right, let's go. Let's keep going forward because I've got more for you. I want to do more in you, and I want to do more through you. And so that's the kind of Savior we serve. It's not one who says, all right, you messed up, you're done. No, he's one that says, okay, I forgive you. First John 1, 9 says to confess our sins, and God is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. That's the kind of God we serve, not one who's looking for us to make that mistake so he can hit us over the head and cast us out. No, he's one that's saying, I forgive you. Now let's keep going. Don't stop. Keep going. I've got more for you. And so Jesus, the light of the world is Jesus. He came into this world to expose sin and to get rid of the darkness in the hearts of men and women. John 1, 4, as we just read, in him was life and the life was the light of men. John chapter 9 verse 5, while I am in the world, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. John chapter 8 verse 12, then Jesus again spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You ever get up at night and it's dark Uh, You got to go to the bathroom or you got to go get a glass of water or something and it's dark and you stub your toe on the bedpost or a desk or a table. It doesn't feel too good, does it? (laughs) Well, when we're walking in the dark, we obviously can't see. So if we're living this life without Jesus, we're actually walking around in complete darkness and we can't see the things that are tripping us up, making us fall, bringing death ultimately to our lives because the wages of sin is death and it's bringing pain and anguish to those who love us. But when the light, when we receive the light, the light comes in, that's Jesus. We can see and we're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I see where I was, where I had sin in my life. I see where that was destroying me. I see where that was destroying my family. I see that's where that was destroying relationships with friends and our eyes are open and we can see and we can, Start walking through life, and when the hurdles come up, Jesus helps us jump over those hurdles. And with light, we can see. It's just like being in a cave. And if you haven't done this, you've heard the illustration. You're in a cave. They turn out the lights. You can't see literally your hand in front of your face. It's so dark. But somebody lights a match, and that whole room is lit up. Light makes darkness flee. And that's what Jesus does in our lives. And that's what he came to do in each of our lives, we just have to turn to him and say, Jesus, I need you. I need you in my life. I need the light of the world in my life, and I want to give my life to you. So as believers, when we come to that decision, and we are believers in Christ, then what we do is we must reflect his light. It's like the moon, it reflects the the light coming from the sun. So that's what we need to do. The sun, S-O-N, his light needs to reflect from us into this world so others can see him in us. Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 through 16, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. Jesus is saying, when you have this light, when you have me, don't hide it. Let everyone see it. And and so many times people say, well, it's such a personal thing. Well, that relationship, yes, it's a personal relationship with Jesus. One on one, you and Jesus, me and Jesus. He wants that personal relationship with every single person. But we don't keep that. It's like, husbands out there, would you go around and, and hide your wife and say, I'm, I'm ashamed of her. I don't want to show her to anybody. Your marriage ain't lasting too long, buddy. <laughs> and the same way with a wife, is you know, would you do your husband that way and, and be ashamed to tell anybody that you're even married to him? No. When you're married, you're in love with one another. And I'm so thankful of my wife. I'm so proud of her. I want people to know that Martha Tuck is my wife and I, I love her. So how much more do I want to tell people about Jesus? How much more does she want to tell people about Jesus? Because he's he's number one. He is to be loved above all else. And when we're in such love like that, we should want to tell everybody about him. And so that's what we need to do. Let his light shine through us in the way that we live our lives and also in the way that we talk and speak to others. Some people will say, well. It's more important to let people see Jesus in you and you don't really have to say much. Well, that's half right. (laughs) It is important. It's a must that people see Jesus through our actions, through how we live our lives. But we also have to use that mouth that he gave us to tell others about him because that's the effect of witness when we can speak about Jesus, share our testimony, share his word, and then also live it out. We need to do both, not just one or the other. We need to do both. And so let's let that light shine. Let's let the light of Jesus shine through us because he is the light of the world. So we know he's the son of God. He's the light of the world. He's also the bread of life. John chapter 6, verse 34. I'm sorry, verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger. And he who believes in me will never thirst. Verse 48, Jesus says again, I am the bread of life. Verse 51, Jesus says, I am the bread that came down from heaven. So coming to Jesus involves making a choice to forsake the world and to follow him. Believing in Jesus means placing our faith in him. It means believing that he is who he says he is, and that he will do what he says he will do, and that he is the only one who can do that. When Jesus says those who come to him will never hunger or those who believe in him will never thirst, he's saying he will satisfy our hunger and thirst to be made righteous in the sight of God. We won't hunger or thirst again spiritually. It's so, so important to understand that. Here at Love & Action, we do a lot of ministry with food because we serve a lot of people who don't have food, whether they're homeless or they're just living in poverty, not really sure where their next meal's coming from. We serve food because people need that to physically live. You and I need food. We need water. But as we give the food to folks, we want them to understand this is from God because He loves you, but you and I need so much more than this because... Maybe in about six hours, we're going to be hungry again. And then we're hopefully we'll, we'll eat again. But we're going to get hungry again. We're going to get thirsty again. But with Jesus, spiritually speaking, we will never thirst. We will never hunger again spiritually. So many times we're going around this life feeling empty and just searching and searching for something, the answer to life or whatever, and we're just not finding it and we're looking here and we're looking there and all along God has his arms wide open and he's inviting us to come to him and when we do then that emptiness that feeling of I don't know why I'm here or I'm looking for something I don't know what it is and I can't find it all of a sudden all of that is filled all of that is taken care of and you are saying you know what I'm wow thank you God I'm not hungry or thirsty for Whatever it was I was looking for, because as it turned out, I was looking for you. (laughs) And you have filled that void. You feel that emptiness in me. And that's what he does. And he saves us. He forgives us. He loves us. And he gives us eternal life. So Jesus is the bread of life. And I love this prophetic Hebrew prayer. And I often pray it as I serve the Lord's Supper. It goes like this. Blessed art thou, Lord God. King of the universe, who brings forth the bread from the ground. That's all about Jesus. That's why it's a prophetic prayer that was prayed before Jesus was born in a manger. The prayer goes like this. Blessed art thou, Lord God, King of the universe, who brings forth the bread from the earth. Well, we just talked about Jesus is the bread of life. He's the the bread that's come down from heaven. He was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread. And so Jesus being the bread of life, born in the house of bread, he died on the cross for us, and he was buried in the ground. So the bread, the bread of life was in the ground. And God raised Jesus back to life on the third day, so he brought the bread of life back out of the earth, back out of the ground. So blessed art thou, Lord God, king of the universe, who brings forth the bread from the earth. Powerful, powerful prayer. And it's all about our Jesus. Jesus is also the living water. John chapter 7, verses 37 through 38. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Jesus wants us to have that river of living water And I love how Jesus talks about being the living water when he's talking to the Samaritan woman at the well. John chapter 4, verses 10 through 14. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and he who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water, springing up to eternal life. Jesus wants to give us eternal life. And when we turn to him and surrender our lives to him, He gives us eternal life, and spiritually we will never, ever thirst again. That's how much he loves us. He wants you and me to have eternal life with him. Did he come to redeem us and make us right with God because God was going to be lonely without us? No. God wasn't lonely before he created us, but God loves us. We're created in his own image, and he just loves us that much that he wants to be with us. He's a loving father. He wants us. He chooses us to live with him, and we just have to receive this amazing gift of his son Jesus, and we can have eternal life and live forever with him. And lastly, Jesus is life. John fourteen six. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the only way. He's not just a way. He is the only way to the Father. I know people out there in this world saying, well, I don't like to hear that, that he's the only way. Well, he is. (laughs) He is the only way to the Father, the only way to eternal life. You know, we serve a God who came to us. All the other religions, you have to work and work and work and work and hope you climb your way up to where that God is. Our God came to us because he loves us he wants to forgive us he wants to give us eternal life that's why Jesus is life if we have Jesus we have life if we have Jesus we have everything doesn't matter if you're the poorest person in the world or the richest person in the world if you have Jesus you have everything everything you ever need here on earth and for life everlasting Jesus is Savior he is Lord so let me ask you this morning. Is he your Savior? Is he your Lord? I want to tell you, he's Lord anyway, whether you believe he is or not. He's Lord of all. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. What we need to do is to surrender to his lordship in our lives and ask him to forgive us of our sins, to turn from our ways to turn to him. That's a biblical word called repent, where we ask him to forgive us and to cleanse us And we turn from our sinful ways and we turn to him. And we surrender our lives to him. Say, Jesus, I'm yours. I may not understand everything right now, but I want to understand. But I do understand this. I need you, Jesus. So I ask you to forgive me. ask you to save me. And I confess, Jesus, that you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Just pray, talk to him, something like that. He meets you right where you're at. There's no prayer written down in stone that you have to pray. Just call out to him, and he will meet you right where you're at. Because trust me, his arms are wide open, ready to receive you, ready to forgive you, ready to give you life. So who is Jesus? He's the Son of God. He was in the beginning, and he always has been and always will be. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is living water. Jesus is life. And we'll talk more about who is Jesus next week. But I want you to know this Jesus loves you so much. And if you are a believer, if you are a follower of Jesus, then if you're a follower, you're telling people already about him. If you're a believer only, then you haven't started telling people about him. So I encourage you to be a follower of Jesus and tell people about Jesus. Tell, Share your testimony. What has he done in your life? Tell them how he saved you, how he's forgiven you. And we have so many testimonies we can share about what Jesus has done in our lives. Tell people that, share the gospel with people, and live it out. But follow Jesus. If you have any questions, any comments, please feel free to contact me. My email address is ken dot tuck at LoveInActionMinistries.com. dot com. Ken dot tuck at LoveInActionMinistries.com. dot com, or our phone here at Love in Action is three three four four nine four four nine nine five. That's three three four four nine four four nine nine five. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have an awesome day. Wonderful week coming up. And remember Jesus loves you. And I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.